Welcome to the Empowered to Connect podcast, where we come together to discuss a healing-centered approach engaged to engagement and well-being for ourselves, our families, and our communities. I'm J.D. Wilson, and I'm your host. And if you can't tell by the gaffe in the opening there, it's holiday season, which for some of us is an absolute hot mess. And for others of us, uh, it's our favorite time of the year. Everything goes right. Everything's sunshine and rainbows. Uh, I will say... Uh, our goal here this year at uh, ETC is to talk about thriving and not just surviving. Um, for a lot of us and, and myself, kind of hands up as, as the primary example of this, uh, I, I tend to think about the holidays in terms of survival, not thriving. And so we want to talk today about how to flip that mindset. What are some really simple ways that we can uh, set ourselves up and our families up to thrive during the holiday season. So today we've got Mo and Tana Ottinger from ETC, as well as Jesse Ferris, who's one of our ETC parent trainers, um, who are on today to talk with us about thriving during the holidays, not surviving. Without any further ado, here they are. All right, well, we are here today uh, with Jesse Ferris, who's an ETC parent trainer, and Mo and Tana Ottinger from uh, ETC as well. And uh, guys, we want to talk about thriving during the holidays. Um, oftentimes, we head into these types of seasons um, with like a survival mindset. And I say that because I'm, I'm the most guilty of this. Um, I will typically go into a situation thinking about uh, the worst case scenarios, and I'll create unrealistic expectations on, my, uh, on myself and, um, and for my family. And then I end up being the one that is uh, hearing the proverbial you know, Jaws music in the background uh, when there's no reason for it. And so um, as my mindset has shifted um, and as it's become kind of a discipline for me to, to shift my mindset, um, some of what we talked about today have become my filter for how to go through these different seasons. And um, and so I wanted to talk with all of you guys. And why don't we start there? Um, Jesse and, and Mo and Tana, what does thriving look like for you guys in a season like this, a holiday season, as we're coming up to it? Well, I would say um, Nick and I have always been pretty intentional about the holiday season. Um, neither one of us really enjoy the feeling of being busy. And so um, even before we had kids, we tried to quiet down a little bit and kind of simplify things. We didn't say yes to all the invitations and obligations. And, um, you know, obviously those increase when you have kids. And so we've we've still tried to find a way to um, kind of simplify and quiet down a little bit the closer we get uh, to the holidays. Um, I would say particularly, I, I think thriving for us is um, that our kids are, that we're having connection with our kids. So I know that I'm going to be able to do that if I'm not reacting to everything on my calendar but I'm carving out space, intentional time. Um, I'm doing things for myself so that uh, when I am with my kids, I'm able to be present with them and to truly see them and celebrate with them. Um, and I think that that for me is kind of just living in our values and, and thriving through that season. That's great. Um, Mo and Tana, what about for you guys? What does it look like to thrive during the holiday season? Yeah, I think for me, it is an adjustment of ex expectations or, or um, realizing that relationships are the priority. 
and that there's a lot that comes with the holidays. And yeah. um, like, you know, like obviously we're recording this coming off of Thanksgiving, right? And the question was, what's important? The relationships with the people in this house or the food that's going to be on the table? <laughs> and so, oh, you know, yeah. I just think there were, there were times where we become so focused on creating this meal mm-hmm. that it just created havoc um, in the home. And so just realizing that, that family, um, the kiddos, Tana are, are priority. The relationships are priority. And so just with the expectations too, now we, as we move into the, you know, the, the, the move into December, um, I think I came, I grew up in a home that had, uh, which I'm, I'm so grateful for, but just had a lot of traditions around the Christmas season. And so, Obviously, when I came into now having a family of my own, it was all those traditions. Those were great for me growing up. They're going to be great for my family. And um, and so there was just a lot that I put on everybody in my home um, and, and just realizing, all right, um, the goal again is to enjoy my family, enjoy my kids. And if that means we can you know, watch movies at night. That's great. Um, if we can't, that's all right too. Um, I just want to find activities and things to connect with my children. And, and so that's, that's me Mm -hmm. just making my kids a priority and, and, and setting new traditions for our family, um, Mm -hmm. that fit my family. Yeah. I, I think sort of along those same lines, how, how I, I mean, I have to do a lot of mind work. I feel like I'm up in my head a lot through the holidays. Um, and I'm I'm really like extra mindful of what I'm doing and maybe why I'm doing it and, and making sure again that my why is relationship and connection based. And so if I hit up against something that maybe I have a fixed mindset about, and I see that, like, if I if I can, and I'm pretty strong personality, and we know that, like, I can make something happen if I wanted it to, but like, at what cost? So, being flexible with, like, what what were my expectations? Why did I want those things to happen? And if relationship, connection, joy, memory, like a good, warm, fuzzy feeling in my kids that I want them to think when I, they think back over the holidays stacked together. Like I want there to be nostalgia and good memory. And I want that to be what we're laying down. And so how can I, in the moment, be flexible with something that maybe was important to me, but if I pushed it through, would fracture relationship or even induce harm, or we just can't do it right now because, you know, for any number of reasons as a large family, maybe that it's not the right moment to do that particular thing. So I think when I think about thriving overall, um, I still really do want our kids to think back about the holidays and they're, they're to have a good feeling about what it meant to be an Ottinger at Christmas time mm-hmm. or it, it, around Thanksgiving. And and really and truly, we as parents are setting the tone for that. Okay, I, I want to start there because that's that maybe has been the biggest shift for me uh, coming out of, um, you know, coming into parenthood really was, uh, Mo, like you said, I start off in the holiday season. I'm like, well, here comes, this is, this is our tradition and this is our tradition and we're watching football and we're doing all this stuff. And 
little by little, um, those things eroded because they just weren't possible for us. And I think the first couple of years I swam upstream throughout the holidays, just being so frustrated that X, Y, or Z thing wasn't happening the way I'd wanted it to because a kid didn't nap at the right time or because, um, because you know, so-and-so wouldn't turn the game on at an event. And I can now look back and realize how stupid that was. Uh, but I think the thing that, that what started all of this was adjusting expectations and then me remembering that um, if the ultimate goal is to cultivate these relationships and not just to put the kids at the center of the universe and do everything to revolve around them, but our, our family becomes a priority. And so what does each member of our family need uh, to thrive in a certain situation? And then how, um, how do we move all the different compromise pieces around to where we get the best mixture of, uh, I'll, I'll take everybody during this time. So mom can do this and she'll take it right during this time. So I can do this. And then, you know, we're going to do one-on-ones with this kid and that kid, um, that we can't normally do during the year. Um, I think those things were really important for us, um, as we started, once we started to do that, we felt like everything else started to fall into place. And it's not that we have these perfect holidays now, but we at least now walk into them feeling like, okay, we can thrive and make memories and have an awesome season. When for us, that becomes about being intentional, like keeping things really intentional. And so one of the ways that we do that is realizing that we have expectations and so do our kids. So each one of our kids have their own expectations and we shouldn't make any assumptions about what those are. And so we do take a few minutes before each holiday and do a touch base hey, what's one thing you really want to make sure happens this season? What is something that's really important to you? And so inevitably, we'll get six different answers. And and what what we, we have some, I mean, we do love traditions. I do think traditions are important to build a family culture and a rhythm and a routine, but how we do them is important, is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And so what we'll do is ask, you know, all the kids, what's something you want to do? And then Mo and I know our kids, we know their expectations. And then we can set the week or two or season up in different bits and pieces to meet those expectations. And so that might mean that, you know, two kids are in the kitchen making cookies and nobody else is because those, that was an expectation for those kids. And so we're not forcing like group think and group participation around everything. Mo and I are acting like the constant and the steady and the and the, the, the creators of the tradition. And we're holding space for that. And we're being really intentional, but we are very okay giving kids choice about participation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's about intentionality. And I, and I would say early on, I wasn't. Like oh, it was right. like, no, this no, no, is we, what yeah. we do. Right, And right. so... I mean, I remember, you know, the tradition we were going to have is everybody was going to put on their pajamas. We were going to have our hot chocolate. We were going to drive around and see Christmas lights. And and then no one liked hot chocolate. And everybody was burning their tongue and falling apart. And so one year, one year, it's like, okay, don't burn your tongue. I'm going to pull in the steak and shake. And we're doing, we're doing shakes milkshakes. and milkshakes. And Man, lo and behold, we're about two minutes in and we took our dog with us. Why did and we do that? I don't know how the dog ended up. Six kids in a lab in our car. (laughs) And one of our kids got out of there. We stopped to look at some lights and they wanted to crawl in the front seat and they tripped over the dog and the milkshake (laughs) all over our lab. (laughs) And I I remember having this moment of like, 
what am I doing? What am I doing? This is not, this is not working. And so it's, um, yeah, yeah not, I think you kind of said it well, like mm-hmm. just, yeah. What is, what, what, what are our kids? How can we meet those segments? So parts? we do still go look at Christmas lights, but we just ask who wants to go, you know, and it may be that we go a couple of times and Mo might go with some older kids and then he and I might take younger kids. Like we are just, if nothing else, we are being flexible. So we don't pile everybody in and make everybody do. Uh, we just don't. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I think that's important too. You, you have an experience that, that <laughs> tells you that maybe this one rigid expectation was, was not uh, going to work in the future. And so that so you adjust as you go forward. Um, I'm even thinking about families who, uh, families who have uh, kids who are either in foster care or who have, um, ha- who have first families out there and they have memories from those experiences as well. Um, what would be some things we want to want to give advice for in that direction when uh, there might be a lot of anxiety and a lot of, um, mm-hmm. a lot of hard feelings that come up around, um, around hard as and difficult feelings that come up around uh, the holidays? Well, I think one of the things is just, first of all, being aware of the, of what the holidays drag up for you. I know that even just within myself, I know I've got my own baggage when it comes to holidays, things I've experienced or things I've, uh, you know, maybe we've got our own milkshake stories, but, but it ended up with me blowing up or, um, I even know the feeling that I can, you know, my personality type, I, I can tend to start kind of this, it's, I call it my red alarm feeling where I start to feel like a, a martyr and so it's like, I'm doing all this stuff for everyone and no one else is doing anything. Is anybody else doing any, you know? Yeah. And um, so that's going on. And then we've got our kids feeling their own, their own baggage and having, bringing their own experiences to the table. And so um, I know for us, we, we can have um, in my family, different anxiety levels when it comes to really exciting things. And I think it's important to remember that really exciting events can load in our bodies the same exact way that really stressful events can, especially if you have a kid that um, has experienced trauma or a kid that um, deals with anxiety. And so I think for us, some of our traditions involve some stress relieving activities. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're going to lay by the tree and listen to our favorite Christmas carols. And that's not just because it's beautiful and we love music as a family. It's because it's calming and helps us relieve anxiety, or we might go on a walk together or um, some things like that. And I think just being honest about our feelings, I think as my kids get older and you know, y'all have, major outnumbered me. We just have two in our family, but, um, the older my kids get just being able to be honest about how I feel mm-hmm. like, Hey God, I, I just said on Thanksgiving on the way to my mom's house, y'all, I, I can feel in myself that I'm trying to control everyone in this car. And I'm really sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to try really hard to stop doing that. And, uh, you know, of course, one kid was like, what? I didn't notice that. And then my husband was like, I accept your apology. <laughs> and, uh, well, I did notice that. <laughs> right. But like just modeling that, modeling that self-awareness for my kids and then being able to talk about how they feel. Like, do you feel any kind of anxiety or do you have hard feelings when, when this particular holiday comes around? I think those can be really important for us. And 
you know, we've got kids in first and fifth grade, so they're not terribly old, but they're aware enough to be able to start thinking about these things. So that's helpful for us. When we think about the first families and the kids that have had experiences before they came into our families, I think Jess just hit on it. Like, make sure that there's space in your holiday and in your day and in your rhythm for them to share those things with you so that your relationship is safe, that the time is safe, that we as the grownups in the house bring up first families, you know, if it's appropriate and we feel like that kid would want us to. I mean, so just to sort of say, hey, do you have any other memories about Christmas or what was Christmas like or what did you do? I mean, any time that we can take that initiative to hold um, some relational felt safety around bringing those things up in conversation, I think is incredibly important. And then remembering that, I mean, I guess the one thing you can expect if we want to talk about expectations is we can expect people to have big feelings. Yeah. I mean, all of us do. And so, you know, even what Jesse said about modeling, like bringing it up and calling your own big feelings to attention and modeling that. So if you have a kiddo that is struggling around the holidays, I think one of my biggest pleas to parents is please do not assign motive and intent to that kiddo's actions that is not there. Like, you know, we hear a lot of parents talk about, oh, they are, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking at? They're trying to uh, sabotage their this holiday. Nobody that's thinking with their full executive brain wants to sabotage any holiday. Like we just react and respond out of things that we, you know, don't have the skills or ability to process in a way that's beneficial in that moment. It's an adaptive strategy. It's not malicious. It's not, you know, with any harm. It's not against you. It's not personal. They aren't, they didn't, nobody wakes up and thinks I'm going to ruin somebody else's day. They just, that's not what's happening there. I mean, even if they could think that way, there's still a reason why they're doing that. And so I think my plea is for compassion to stay like incredibly high around the holidays for all of our children and then especially high for those who have beginnings that were not in our family um, and experiences that were outside of our family unit. Um, we just don't need to make any mm-hmm. assumptions and we don't need to assign motive and intent to why they are acting the way they are. You know, be curious, you know, get into your detective parenting mode. And I would be, say too, I... Go ahead, Jesse. I, w- I think part of that too is just... Um, be back to the being flexible and being intentional. Like maybe some, maybe a gift that you've always dreamed of giving your family is a surprise trip to Disney world. I mean, I don't know, maybe you're doing that this Christmas. We probably wouldn't, but, um, I, I don't think I could get away with giving that in the way that my heart's dream would be because of the way that it would just some sometimes that kind of surprise and shock really just hits not according to my expectations in my own family. So I think that that can be important sometimes. Um, and then I, I, I'm also thinking intentionally just scaffolding behavior, like a little bit the way we talk about that sometimes. Like if if you have a kid that has a really hard time with other people getting things, then what are some games you could play before Christmas or before that gift giving that uh, exercises that muscle in your kid? Or um, 
you know, if, if giving is so important to you over the holidays, but you've got a kid that it's really hard for them to give their things away, then how can you scaffold that behavior by doing smaller things that build up to that skill or, or changing your expectations and lower, you know, moving things around and being flexible with your own values and desires in order to, to match, I guess, what your kid's capable of. Yeah. I think, you know, (laughs) if there's been one theme that's come out of our, of our podcast as a whole, it's that we keep coming back to the fact that we as parents have got to be the first workers in in our relationships. Like we can't expect our kids to go to places or to uh, journey into places that we haven't gone ourselves. And so uh, in the conversation about first families and expectations and all that, that can be an almost impossibly hard thing to hear as a parent is that you know your kid longs for experiences with their first family that uh, you can't give. So what that doesn't mean is now all of a sudden you've got this to-do list of recreating or uh, or taking over these these sweet memories that happened with a first family and you're trying to say like, oh, you thought it was fun with them. Just wait, we'll do it even better. You know, I think holding holding space to have those conversations and then being able to be secure enough as a parent to remember that you providing place a safe space for that to come out um, is the important thing. And then, and then holding that information as dear um, is equally important. So I think kind of as we kind of get ready to close up here, that we come back to the fact that uh, relationships have to maintain, um, have to stay in place as the priority during the holiday season. And being uh, students of our kids, students of ourselves, knowing what we all need um, seems to be probably the most important thing uh, for us as we go into this season to, to make sure that we can thrive. Um, any, any last thoughts as we kind of head toward the close with this, guys? I mean, when I think about the holidays and I think about all of our kids, I mean, I, I, one thing for me is I love the holiday season. And so I do feel like as parents, it's really important for us to also figure out what we need. And that's okay. Like it's okay in the holidays to have your own personal desires and your own personal wishes. And I think it's about how much of that burden should your children bear to create the moment that you long to have. And so again, for Mo and I, it's about communication, communication, communication. And you know, we, we talk about keeping the holidays simple. Well, we are both gift givers. And there are some families that keep gifts really small. Well, Mo and I are a little extra. And we are extra because we want to give our kids gifts. Like, we want Christmas morning to be, you know, a bit overwhelming in our den when everybody walks in. But that's not because everybody should have it that way. Like, that's how we're wired. And so when I think about the holidays, I do feel like as parents— And as caregivers, we can have this big, huge list of shoulds. I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. This, that, like in order for it to be perfect, we need to emulate Mm -hmm. this person or we can only give, you know, there's some people and it's completely fine. They have the, what do they want? What do they like? Something you want, something you wear, something you read. I can't even do it right. You know, they have three or four gifts they give and that's it. Kudos if that works for your family. That wouldn't work for our family. So like letting, 
the holidays be what it needs to be for all the people in your family unit and creating intentionality and simplicity again with the relationships in mind, mm-hmm. which are, it's also, I'm included in that relationship. So what do, what does mom need? And mom needs everybody to wake up on Christmas morning and feel like their eyes popped out of their head because it's so extra <laughs> and under the tree. That's what I need, you know? And Mo has his own needs, like, and our kids have their own needs. So finding, you know, a way- I've already said my need for this year is that we don't start wrapping things at 2 a.m. That's true. I, I, I just, I, I just need- <laughs> That's yeah. a, that's my expectation. I have yeah. already communicated that expectation. That I need to wrap presents before Christmas Eve. And I got it. Check. I'm going to work on that this Christmas. So communication. Not starting to set up incredibly intricate toys at 2 a.m., right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, we all thank you. And that was great stuff from, from Oentana and from uh, Jesse today. And, and thanks to them for being along with us. Um, you know, as we mentioned uh, in the opening, we're, we're going to have one more episode until the break. And so we're going to take uh, next week to talk about how to uh, prepare your family to be around your family. So what we mean by that is that uh, for a lot of us, we travel over the holidays. And uh, if you have, if you've got... Um, a family that has come together through adoption or foster care, or, or you just parent differently than your extended family uh, does or, or, or likes, um, sometimes that can just be stressful. And so what we've done is, is we're going to talk next week about uh, how to just prepare extended family or those you're going to be around extended parts of your tribe, so to speak, how to prepare them uh, to be uh, with you and how you can think about uh, creating the most safe environment for your kids, um, providing the felt safety they need to be able to thrive uh, during the holidays as well. And so we'll talk about the decision-making process. How do we decide when to go, where to go? How do we prep that family for what's coming? Um, how do we help them to have compassion? How do we set proper boundaries? We'll talk through all that stuff. We will also talk about uh, how sometimes you just have to say no to different family events. And, and there's a lot of shame and um, and fear around those uh, those uh, happenings. And we're going to just talk about maybe a, a, a real simple guide for how to make those decisions. And so we'll talk about all that next week on the Empowered to Connect podcast. Uh, for Kyle Wright, who mixes our audio, for Tad Jewett, who made the music, for uh, Mo Tana, and everybody at ETC, I'm J.D. Wilson, and we will see you next week on the Empowered to Connect podcast. <laughs>